1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. And today's episode is going to be an extremely special one because we have Anjani B. Kumar joining us as a guest speaker. He carries an exceptional experience of working in the HR industry for more than 25 years now and is currently working as a global HR leader for MX Flair. Thank you, Anjani, for joining us today.
0: Thank you, Achit. Thanks for inviting me. And I think, you know, I'm extremely happy and excited to be here with you talking about various things. And it's always good to connect on these platforms and
1: interact with people. So thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure. So just to give some sort of background to our listeners, would you like to take us through your career trajectory so far? Uh,
0: so so as, as you anyway told people that, you know, I've spent more than 25 years uh, uh, in my career. And interestingly, you know, out of these, uh, so it's actually 27 years. And out of these 27 years, around, you know, seven, eight years, uh, I've also spent as an entrepreneur. So it's basically around 18, 19 years in the corporate world, and then rest of the time as an entrepreneur. Uh, So primarily, you know, I started uh, my career in 1995, long back, uh, when I passed out from XLRI. And uh, then I started uh, my career with a company called uh, Metal Toys, and all of you would know Barbie dolls, Hot Peels. This was the company, so it was a very interesting uh, stint where we, you know, I, I used to lead HR for the uh, Metal Toys factory, and uh, so that was very interesting experience. And thereafter, I worked with ICI and uh, Sony and G Capital. So these were, you know, my primary stints. And in most of the places, you know, I I worked as the uh, HR leader. Uh, In Sony, I moved out of uh, HR and started managing business responsibilities also. So I was managing uh, complete operations in India and Singapore at Sony. And I had reached uh, the the leadership level very fast in my career. At, At the age of 30, I became the head of HR for Sony. So that was pretty quick. And uh, thereafter, you know, I I kept uh, basically learning more and and kept that focused. And a time came when, you know, I was 39 years old and I thought, you know, let me just try my hands at doing something else. So I I quit at the peak of my career. And uh, then I started uh, four companies in the span of three years. Three of them failed and one became successful. So it's a good ratio, 25%. You know, it's not bad. but. That that entrepreneurship experience was uh, amazing, and that company is still running. And then thereafter, you know, a uh, uh, lot of uh, corporates again started uh, requesting me to help them. And that's where uh, MX Player also uh, came and you know the idea was to set up an amazing OTD platform. And uh, I decided to just just take a plunge into it. And uh, that's how I am here, you know, again, I take care of the complete global uh, HR responsibility for MX Player and uh, managing people in three locations in India, a large setup in China and Singapore as well. So that's, that's what I manage. And apart from that, you know, obviously I do everything else, probably where we are going to talk about all that as well as we
1: move further definitely an amazing journey I must say I mean attaining leadership positions early in your career and then you know also deciding to let entrepreneur in you not die and at the same time giving it giving him a chance is truly an inspiring thing to do and also you mentioned it very beautifully that learning should never stop yes yes
0: so that's absolutely. very critical actually because you know uh, the corporates have a problem because when you attain a higher level in the corporate world you start believing that, you know, it all true. And, 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 you know, you, you actually, you live in a fool's world, you know, you, you don't realize till you actually get hit. And that's where, you know, a a stint of you know entrepreneurship uh, really helped me. And it taught me even things like, you know, how to sell, because when you are on your own, you realize that any, you know, the most important thing in any business is selling. Yeah. Right. And then I learned that because I had never sold in my career. So, so, amazing amazing
1: experience from that perspective truly so you mentioned that you've held leadership positions throughout your career and obviously now things have changed because because of the dynamics currently going on in the industry and it's inevitable I mean you can't stop at one that's how it goes so when you compare the leadership positions that how leaders operate today then how they used to be maybe 10 years down the line or maybe when you started your career then how would you like make a comparison between the two what all has changed so a lot has changed in fact you know and and it has changed for good you know it's it's, uh, uh,
0: it's a good change i i always say that any change is for good so so I'll, I'll tell you i started first 6 years of my career i was managing you know factory setups so i'm i'm you know that conventional hr person who started from a factory and then moved on to the corporate side and uh, that time you know it was more uh, hierarchical You know, you probably, you know, people would be more comfortable, you calling, uh, comfortable calling you sir and madam. And, and, you know, they, they find it difficult to get inside your cabin and, and that kind of a thing, you know, was, you know, although I was still very young, but still, you know, that kind of behavior I could see for quite some time still actually i moved to a setup uh, like gg capital you know which was slowly you know that globalization had come in and you know that whole international way of uh, working had come into india where you you know work with your bosses also from a first name perspective but still you know that that respect for age and position was very much there uh, today i think we have reached a point where you know you are you are you know, one among equals, right? You know, you are, you are very much, you know, whether you have two years experience or whether you have 10 years experience, I think at a human level, people connect, you know, equally, and which is a beautiful thing, right? You know, today, today, while, while, you know, I still get the luxury of sitting in a cabin and, you know, all that stuff, but today my people would not have a problem in terms of just barging in, talking about things and, and, you know, having a more friendly kind of a relationship. And plus you know uh, which is which is very good because then you connect at a very different level because in the old system, you know you would not speak about everything. you would only speak about things which are relevant from a work perspective. Here you know you are you are more a part of a larger ecosystem working together, helping a larger cause, you know uh, where, where you're trying to grow your company and, and, and do well and achieve profits, which is which is extremely good. And what also happens is that in this process, You know, you also get to learn a lot from people down the line. So there's a reverse mentoring also which kicks in, right? And if your mind is open, if you're, as as we discussed, you know, if you're open to learning, there is so much that you can learn from, you know, even a fresher, right? Earlier, nobody had thought about these things. You know, it would be, you know, one would find it very odd to probably even interact with a fresher if you are in a senior position. You will operate through the manager and and then you know some message will reach there today that those boundaries are broke so today it's 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 a great opportunity where there is a reverse learning which also is happening where it's much easier to deal with people some people find it difficult also who are more used to the old system but i think you know they are irrelevant in current system now now every company is you know breaking barriers walls you know um, so so that's that's the right way to do it So it's more about, you know, the servant leadership style, you know, which is now becoming more, more, more and more popular where, you know, you are serving people as a leader, right? You are responsible for getting out from them what the company requires, right? So it's not about directing. It's more about serving and ensuring that there is a proper output which they are able to deliver. You have to facilitate that environment, work together, which is a huge change. And, and which is really helping the corporate world today all of us because you know one it's it's much easier to work in this environment
1: and two you'll learn much more. so that's the real change which i have seen and and which is so exciting truly and very beautifully put through that how this shift has come from directing to serving which i think was definitely needed because i think people also need to have some sort of belongingness to the organization and they feel that they are being respected everybody hears hear them and only then they can give the best of their productivity to the workplace so i am very happy for this change because i am also going to work in the same industry
0: <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely
1: I'm really excited for that so you know um, deviating the topic a little bit to you now because you also run a website which i myself have gone through and i must also recommend it to my listeners that all of you must go and check out the website so i was just navigating through the website and the first thing that caught my attention was That you have given some sort of background about yourself, that how you come from a humble middle class background. And obviously now you've made a long journey, which happens to be extremely successful. But at the same time, you're still willing to help people who may become from the same background and may not be having the correct resources to help them, to guide them. So how did this thought come in your mind? So, so fundamentally, you know, one obviously, you know, most of
0: us, you know, in, in, in at least in my generation, we are, you know, probably the first generation which came out from a more conservative, you know, uh, background from a small town, you know, lower middle class, and and you know, we worked hard and, and we achieved, you know, whatever we could achieve. So that's that's the journey which a lot of lot of people uh, would have had because we never had everything what we wanted, right? We had to earn that. So, from that perspective, I think you know this. This realization also came that uh, there are still so many people, you know, who who are at the, this stage, right? Because now India is not about metros. India is now all about you know your tier two, three, four cities, right? And and we have to basically ensure that talent is coming from that side. And unfortunately, our talent is uh, uh, there, but the grooming part is missing. Right, because our education system, you know, it never grooms you, right? You know, we all know that. And secondly, you know, not everybody can afford, you know, some of those courses and and, and other things which are available. They may not be even aware that, you know, the, the maximum, you know, what people know is probably the English speaking course, right? Yeah. In in small towns. And that's what they try to do. But those courses are also useless because, you know, it's it's they just, you know, are there to make money. So that's where I think, you know, right from the beginning itself, you know, while I never say openly about it, but whenever I get free time, I use that time to help people. And probably, you know, website or my YouTube channel, these are mediums, right? You know, where, you know, like, like I write almost one blog every week, which goes on my website, a lot of other content I also put up. And uh, so one is that, you know, that's one indirect way of, you know, helping people. And then, you know, seeing all that, a lot of people reach out to me also. And whenever I have free time, you know, I, I basically try to help them, coach them. I don't talk about it, but you know, my weekends typically go in that where, you know, a lot of people connect with me in person or through, you know, after, especially after pandemic, you know, through Zoom and then, you know, other channels. Uh, so it has become much easier and, um uh, I do it free of cost. I don't charge anything from people. So it's more about, you know, just trying to help them. Unfortunately, one problem which I face and which I must tell you is that uh, uh, while there is a large uh, population which is willing to learn, some people, you know, when they achieve a little amount of success also, they stop learning. They feel now, you know, they have arrived and and that's it, which is where I think their further growth gets impacted. But I think that's, you know, I, I don't care about it as long as, you know, I can probably, you know, keep helping them that's more important and that's what i try to do so this is my way of probably helping out to those people you know who need that help and who can be supported
1: awesome and i truly truly believe that we need more people like you you know have been helping people and giving back to the society in their own ways which is amazing so since you said that you are a coach who help people so and a lot of times people usually you know have this sort of Um, illusions in their mind that oh is there like a formula to success okay if I do this probably I'll get successful so how do you like burst these bubbles and how do you help people overcome these thoughts So, so success has no formula
0: I know people we all know that you know all kinds of people can become successful all kinds of people can become successful in their own ways right so not necessarily what has given me success will give you also success Right. You have to figure out your own way based on, you know, your personality, your abilities, your talent, whatever you have. So that is that is very important for, you know, and that's what I, I explain to people. So one of one of the things, you know, uh, which I always tell people and, and especially, you know, when I was running my own company and I used to run a lot of, you know, workshops and and, and large scale interventions for corporates. Also, the the first thing, you know, there's a, there was a module which I had prepared, right, you know, uh, which was titled focus on I focus on yourself. Right. Understand yourself first, and this module was totally focused on making you realize who you are. And let me tell you that you know when people used to see the outcome, you know they used to get surprised by themselves because when you are shown hard data about yourself, then you realize that probably you know there is a clear blueprint that you know which you can create from that, and not necessarily what you have been doing so far is the right thing to do. And that's the best way to break this myth because. Without data, you know, it's a conversation, right? It's, 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 it's a very, very, very uh, qualitative way of uh, looking at things. But I had created this, you know, proprietary way of doing things where, you know, you have hard data in front of you and then you know that, you know, what is the right approach that you need to take towards your success. And, and I have coached more than 5,000 people and, and they have achieved. Tremendous success uh, in their corporate journey. In fact, more than hundred today are at CXO levels, earning more than a crore
1: salary. So, so that's that's the right way to do it. Truly, and the results are there in front of us. So, there's no doubt about it. Awesome. So, I was just reading one of your blog blogs, and then I read this term called micromanagement, which obviously, like most of our listeners would also probably know, because it has become so relevant these days. So how do you think that micromanagement issues like micromanagement could be solved, especially how agile the organizations have become today? So fundamentally, you
0: know, let's understand why people micromanage, right? They micromanage because they want to have control over things. So it's, it's that desire to have control, right? Unfortunately, the way to grow is to not manage down, but manage up. Because your route to success is not downwards, it's upwards. If you're managing things downwards, hoping that it'll push you up, it'll never. You have to create a way upwards and ensure that you keep moving up. And you have to use people down under you to push you up, right? You have to vacate space. And if you are micromanaging, you are not vacating that space. So you don't grow. So that's why micromanagers never grow in their career, right? They may grow a little bit. But they get stuck at some point. This is the learning that has to come out very clearly. And even the corporations, you know, in in their learning plans, in their, you know, succession planning, career planning process, they have to really make people understand this theory that how does one go? One grows by taking up a higher position by vacating space below. So that means managing has to be at a different level. This is what I I always, you know, have done personally and which has worked for me. And I I help people, you know, understand this principle also. But sadly, you know, because for two reasons, you, you micromanage. One, you're not very confident that, you know, about your own abilities. So you don't leave space, right? So you try to hold on to something. And second, you micromanage because, you know, you never understand this whole principle. Right. So you feel that, okay, let me ensure that everybody is doing things properly. So the intention may be right, but the method is not correct. So this is what people have to understand and change their approach. Then only this micromanagement problem will go. And then that's what, you know, probably, you know, I, I had written once also in the blog post.
1: Yeah, very accurately said. And, you know, providing it like a totally different lens that rather than, you know, looking downward, I mean, it's good to manage upwards because, as you said, the success goes that way. So, yeah, I am sure our listeners would definitely agree with this and take this advice forward. So, you happen to be active on almost all the social media platforms that I could see be it YouTube, be it LinkedIn, be it Instagram, which is, you know, which is very rare. And I'm so happy that, you know, we have people who work on it and I was just scrolling through Instagram. So I came across this thought that you had put that passion without a sense of impact is shotlit. And I mean, I was really intrigued to know more about it in some way that, you know, coming from somebody who has this much experience and still he's so passionate about doing what he does every day. So how do you not let the passion in you die? So, uh,
0: so one, obviously, you know, uh, as, as I said that, you know, I, I believe in that reverse mentoring. So all, all these new age skills in terms of, you know, being active on all the social platforms and communicating, interacting with people, I think, you know, it it came naturally. So obviously, you know, when, when you want to connect with people, you find ways, right? You know, that's, that's, that's uh, what you do. So that's the first part. Secondly, I think, you know, I, I very strongly believe that, you know, the best way to make impact is when your passion becomes your sort of profession. That's, that's the right way to look at it. Right. Otherwise, you know, if there's a passion which is not creating an impact, then it gets fulfilled very fast. Right. Because you, you do it a few times. Right. And, and then that's where it gets fulfilled. And beyond that, then you move on to something else. So to, so to keep the fire burning you have to really take it to a point where you are able to see the impact. So it's not about, you know, just fulfilling your own desires. It's about, you know, those desires resulting into something, right? See, I I can be passionate about reading books, right? And I may read, you know, probably five books every month. But if I'm not using that knowledge, I'm not applying that knowledge in my day-to-day life, what's the point of reading books? then I'll get bored, right? That's the whole aspect. So it's it it could be in a very small thing, right? Even, you know, I love, suppose, you know, somebody says, I love watching movies. Great. But if while you're watching movies, you know, are you building that ability to understand the craft? How movie making is moving from what it used to be to a new level, right? You know, Can you, can you just follow that journey and understand and probably, you know, be able to talk about it as an authority and help somebody else. So this is your, you know, desire and ability to take that passion to the next level, right? So like, like today, you know, over the weekends, I coach people, right? You know, I have have, today, you know, I can comfortably sit at home and, and probably, you know, not do anything, but not doing anything will not give you anything, right? You can do it once or twice. But beyond that, you know, for how much time you will do it? So rather you do something which excites you, which gives you energy, which keeps the fire burning. And that's what, you know, I try to do. And that's what keeps me going. And there are a lot of other things also which are important uh, for, uh, you know, people, you know, who are a part of this podcast to understand. See, you can keep the fire burning. One, you need to have a desire. And then you need to prepare yourself also. Your body should be also ready, right? So are you keeping your body fit? Are you keeping your mind fit, right? Because otherwise the lethargy will set in, right? We we anyway, you know, hear that, you know, productivity in India is not very high compared to some of the other countries, right? Why? Because we waste a lot of time. So I think somewhere, you know, you need to bring in some of those other aspects also of, you know, mind and body fitness. Uh, then only you can keep pushing yourself in the right direction. And it's an amazing journey. I can tell everybody, right? You feel so satisfied, fulfilled. In this journey if you are able to you know use your passion to create results for people so that's that's the way to look at it
1: very inspiring i mean we're truly the words of wisdom as we say so you you know as we are just moving towards the end of this podcast almost so you're a success leader you're a motivator you're an entrepreneur and you're also a cxo as we all know now and you've already mentioned how passionate about you you are about your work, and how much do you love it? So, any last piece of advice that you would want to give to a listener that that keeps you going, just every day when you wake up, this is one that motivates me to, you know, get back to work. So, I think few
0: things I, I want to talk about, and which are very important. I think the first thing which uh, is uh, extremely critical if you want to achieve success uh, uh, is uh, you need to be disciplined. Personal discipline is the in you know, the most important thing. That we all need to imbibe in our life. Because if you're not disciplined, you know, you will get stuck some, right? Because success is all about discipline. That's the first thing. The second thing is that, you know, if you are doing something which everybody else is also doing, then you will be a part of a crowd. So you need to figure out a few things at least, which you can do, which everybody is not doing, right? So that's the second thing. So you have to stand out from the crowd. Because unfortunately or fortunately, you know, India is a large country. We have so many people and, you know, and we have talented people. I'm not saying people are not talented, but you have to find your own niche. You have to stand out and you have to present yourself that. So that's the second thing. And the third thing is, you know, you need to figure out some area where you can really provide value, right? Because if you want to become valuable, you have to provide value. Companies pay you. you know, against the value that you are providing. Or even if you are running a company of your own, a business of your own, you know, anybody will pay you anything against some value, right? So you have to figure out what is your niche, what you are good at. Go after it and start, you know, because today the problem is, and then, you know, you would also know, and some of the people also would understand that today when I, I interview people, right? Now, everybody has a desire to earn more right? So somebody will say, you give me 30 lakhs, 40 lakhs, 50 lakhs. But I always tell them that the right conversation is, if you are able to prove that why your value is 30 lakhs, 40 lakhs, 50 lakhs, what is the value that you are bringing so that money should be paid to you? Money will get paid to you, but focus on the value. Don't don't first demand and then, you know, assume that I'll provide value in some manner. First, clearly demonstrate the value that you are going to provide. And that'll make you special. And lastly, you know, one thing I always tell people, and I think in one, on one of the platforms that I've written also, that uh, if you have too many people around you and, and they're telling you that, you know, you should not do something, then there's a merit in doing something like that. So because uh, that means others are not able to do that. Yeah. So if you do that, that'll be your way to stand out from the crowd, right? So be different, create that ability, and then you will see that how successful you can become. This is what I teach people. This is what I coach them. This is what I help them achieve, right? And this is what I would like to uh, suggest everybody who is who is a part of this
1: podcast: try it out. This is these 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 formulas really work, and and it'll work for you also and I'm going to take all the learnings from today's episode and I'm sure our listeners would also agree with me that there's so much to imbibe. You know, you have spoken about your experience, you've spoken about your work, there's so much positivity flowing in. So truly like you're very inspiring. I'm saying it for the nth time and I'd say it for more because you (laughs) truly are. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for taking time after your tight schedule. I am so happy to finally do it with you. My pleasure and and, uh, thanks for inviting me. And,
0: um, you know, we'll keep taking this conversation forward, but, uh, the last thing I would again, repeat myself and I'll tell everybody that it's not about, you know, listening to this podcast. It's about picking up few things, what I said and going and implementing. Please do that. And then the real meaning of this podcast will get
1: served real meaning of, you know, we spending time here would get served. So thank you very much. Truly. Thanks to our listeners for joining in and Hope to get to see you on the next episode as well. Thank you.